Hi, welcome to Comic Talk. I'm Joshua. And I'm Drew. This week, we're talking about Unbelievable Gwynpool. So let's get right into this. Let's talk about Unbelievable Gwynpool. This is by... I have to read these. You know what? I don't know any of these people. I think Hastings sounds familiar. Bond villain. Yeah, Bond villain. We know Bond villain. Yeah. yeah. Hastings, Guruhiru, Bayruth, and Bond villain. Uh, what did Bond villain do? Do you I remember? He's like a colorist or something. I don't remember exactly. I don't remember he either. He does a lot of things. Yeah, we've... He's we've, been on good things. Yeah, so there's that. Mm-hmm. What's this about? There's a girl who likes comics that gets uh, transported into the comic world, and then she tries to be a hero. Yeah, this is very meta. This is very much mm. like... Deadpool? It, it is a lot like the Deadpool yep. concept in that, uh, you know, he's aware of being in a comic book in most versions. Mm. There's the fourth wall, but this takes it a little further. Sure. Uh, it also has a little bit of a Harley Quinny kind of vibe. Do you in, think so? Well, and then it's kind of like supposed to be a little bit cute and funny, and she's a little bit dangerous, but not really. Sure. You know, uh, but I think it, it's a lot more successful at it than Harley yeah, Quinn. That's a, that's what I would say. Yeah, and and this actually made me laugh. So. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I, I think really they really ratchet up the meta contextual thing. It's really the linchpin of this whole mm-hmm. deal, mm-hmm. Uh, and you know it. They take a premise and they really run with the idea in a way, man, because the premise sounds stupid to me. Sure. When you tell me, I mean, even the name, Gwenpool. Okay, so we're taking, is this Gwen Stacy? That's what I assumed. Right. It must be Gwen Stacy. Somehow she's also Deadpool in pink. This is going to be stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not really that, is it? No. And, you know, it's interesting because this is sort of a, a way to give a soft restart to, like, the conceptual framework that is Deadpool. And I think in that way, it was probably more successful than most of the Deadpool shit that I have read in recent history. Agreed. Um, mm-hmm. This was really funny, and they really brought the whole metacontextualism thing around in you know really creative ways that I didn't necessarily always see coming. Mm-hmm. And you don't get a lot of that with a lot of Deadpool. Yeah, so. agreed. And they also take out a bit of the unclearness of it like there's no question it's not that she's crazy there's no there's no wink and a nod here it's just straight up well there's a couple tips of the hat but yeah i mean but you know the basic premise is very straight Mm -hmm. she is a comic book nerd that ends up in this world Mm -hmm. and then they just run with this idea where i'll say like the whole thing revolves around this idea that she has early which is very clever it feels like a I was drinking and wrote this on a napkin kind of idea. Yeah. Where if you ended up in the Marvel Universe and you knew you were in the Marvel Universe, what is the safest thing to do? Become a superhero because mm-hmm. superheroes never die. As long as you're... The hero, you're fine. Right. Yeah, you're the yeah. hero. You're she being says, published. You're good. 
very early on that she doesn't want to be like an extra or a bystander because those people are always fucked. Right. You know, that's like the worst type of person that you could be. Right. You just yeah. got to get in there. You got to get a costume and you got to get published. Right. You, yeah. You need to be the hero of the story. Mm-hmm. Even if you got no powers, who cares? Yeah. As long and as you don't want to get canceled because the, the ex kids don't read your shit. That's right. the other thing too. Right. Right. So, but it does. It feels like a, I wrote this on a napkin and laughed and showed it to my friends and they mm-hmm. said, let's do it. You know, kind of thing. Sure. So I don't know who this Hastings is. If if this was Chris Hastings' idea and he has some sort of connections at Marvel and they, you know, let him run with it, or mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm, I would be curious to know the how origin, this, how this came about, the origin story. Yeah, the origin story of actually creating this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of that being said, that huge intro. Let's talk about it a little more in depth. Okay, what did you think was the most charming aspect of the book? Charming is an interesting question, but, you know, charming kind of, it kind of encapsulates the thing, doesn't it? It has a real charming quality to it. I think like the naivety, Mm -hmm. right? Like the the naive nature of of not just the character, but kind of how it's written. It, It has a naive, like, it's okay to just go for it feel, which matches the character to the tone so well because the character's that way mm-hmm. but the way the stories progress are, are that way as well so sure. it's like this great uh simpatico between the two you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think uh hastings was probably aware of that and you know to that effect tried to put a little bit of himself in the book because, I mean, the first thing, like, she does to get money is... Do you remember, like, what she did? I don't really remember. No. Oh, she stole, like... Spoiler. <laughs> she stole, like, some super virus thing and sold it to Hydra. That's right. That's she right. needed money. Yeah. She's like, whatever, the Avengers will, you know, fix it or whatever, <laughs> This is right? just a comic book. <laughs> right. It right. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, that's great. That's true. It's, it, it is this clever way of making her kind of the anti-hero just... In a similar way to why Deadpool is often framed as the anti-hero, in, especially like Daniel Way stuff, mm-hmm. which, by the way, people hate Daniel Way's Deadpool, but I think this is like a better version of Daniel Way Deadpool. Uh, I but, really liked Pasanes. It kind of reminds me of Pasanes in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. But it, it takes that idea of like, because she knows it's a comic book, there's no... There's no negative. Like, you can't mm-hmm. do anything wrong because it's not real. There's no real consequence. Right. Yeah, conse- yeah, yeah, there are no consequences. Uh, and a little bit of this is kind of a coming-of-age thing where, you know, as it goes, she has some consequences happen that, mm-hmm. that uh, kind of change her opinion on that, which, sure. which is part of the... Keeps it from just being a weightless adventure to mm-hmm. having a, a little bit of lasting impact, too, as you read it. And I like that there was a little bit of build to that aspect as well because... You know, at first she's sort of uh, confronted by people that occupy this universe, and their point is, look, you can say whatever you want, but this shit is real to me. Right. So, like, quit fucking it up, <laughs> right. you know? And then, like, the impact just sort of gets greater over time, you mm-hmm. know, until, like, something happens that, like, really, really affects her. So right. it was it was good writing on that point. Yeah, uh, but it still balances all that with a really light, fun atmosphere. Oh, fun. The thing that I was going to say was most charming about this was just, like, you know, the way in which she uses her knowledge of the universe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is, uh, I don't know if I can really 
expand on it beyond that without just ruining everything. But the way in which, yeah, again, she just kind of takes that knowledge and uses it to, like, navigate the universe is amazing. Right. She uses it kind of as her superpower. Yeah. In, yeah. in a major way, I would say. I think she even cites it as such at right. a couple points. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know what else this reminds me of is the Deadpool team-up series that uh, I think is a bit underrated, but you get a lot of that here because you get her kind of ping-ponged against some characters, like she uh, meets Femme Thor, mm-hmm. uh, she meets Modok, yeah. right? And these are characters that are normally played pretty straight, but in here they gave them the liberty of really hamming them up and making them funny. What was that book that we read where uh, Dr. Doom was like uh, wearing like a bathrobe and like folding his clothes? It, I don't one re- panel. It was I don't some Deadpool what book. That was. It, yeah. yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. something with Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that kind of thing where you really have usually these very serious characters and then just taking them out of context a little bit. Right. Just, just enough. And it's, it's partially like they use... Uh, again, they use this central conceit that she knows the the world and who they are in ways that she's not supposed to, mm-hmm. to make the comfortable the characters uncomfortable that mm-hmm. she's dealing with, and then they become like goofier and less real because of the way she can kind of goad them. Sure, right? Like everything good in this book, I feel like revolves around that central conceit. Exactly, is what makes the whole thing funny. It's uh, charming, but I will say to that same degree or uh, to those same ends or to the opposite ends, I suppose that same central conceit does run a little bit thin. Like I, I'm not sure how long I can continue to keep buying trades of this. If it continues to be the same basic thing that pushes it, you know what I mean? It, yeah. This so is short say, enough. Like, it wasn't too bad. Getting it, through this book, I didn't have a problem with it at all. Like, right. You know, if I was reading two more trades worth of this, yeah, I could see that. Um, but again, back to the point. Like throughout this book, I didn't feel like it was a problem at all. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't. I don't think so really either. Uh, and it, a lot happens. There's a lot of mm-hmm. different characters that we get to kind of have fun with, mm-hmm. like each episode or issue. It, it is kind of cartoony, so sure, sure. I end up going back to episode, which happens to me every time I'm reading something cartoony, I think. <laughs> yeah, episode, yeah, it's pretty consistent. You know? Yeah. Uh, but, like, each each issue, there's kind of, like, a different guest person that's sort of featured mm-hmm. uh, that keeps it pretty lively, I think. Sure. Who is it? Which one of these names is the artist? The artist is uh, mostly Gurahiru, which, by okay. the way... That's not. That's just the whole name. It's like Madonna, Guru Hero. That's it. Great sense of visual humor. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, the one shining example in my mind is when she draws the dollar signs on her mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, like the visual humor works really well with the writing too. There's mm-hmm. a good give and take where they don't really get in each other's way, but they tend to reinforce the jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Like nothing's overstated or right. um, understated to a detriment. Right. We, and with as wacky of a premise this is, it would be really easy to like just go too far with everything, get mm-hmm. into a, you know, a Chip Zdarsky's Jughead kind of area, mm-hmm. which, you know, was one of those things I think that that we both liked the idea of, but it just goes too far, right? And right. 
this is another thing that could have definitely done that. A lot it, of Deadpool does. Right, a lot yeah. of Deadpool does it well. I, I think that's what most people don't like about the Daniel way, is it's, it's a lot like this, but mm-hmm. just too much. Like, it just sure. lays it on too thick. And this... There's, there's no chimichangas in this book. Right, right. Zero. As, as kooky as this is, it never just resorts to, like, the obvious goofy... Catchphrase. Catchphrase, shit. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it manages to be pretty pretty heartfelt mm-hmm. most of the way through. Uh, and they also do a really good job, I think, of, of making sure that every character that speaks has personality, mm-hmm. you know, which uh, a lot of things don't do that, especially when we get into humor, right? A lot of characters are just kind of one-liner characters sure. there for the quick gag, and, mm-hmm. and there are none of those in here. And also on the humor, I feel like it does a pretty good job of... I mean, it's not a super smart humor book, but it's not lowbrow by any means. Right. No, it's somewhere in the middle. It's very accessible, I would say. It's very accessible. So who do we want to go right to? Who would we recommend this to? Um, I'd give this to my niece. She's 14. Yeah, I would too. Uh, I'd definitely say any anybody that knows Marvel to an okay degree. Like, you don't have to be a huge... Like Marvel nerd, sure. but it, it does help to have a little bit of Marvel background knowledge. I think if, if somebody's seen like a couple of the Avengers movies, it'd probably be fine. Absolutely, you know? I agree. So. You, you need to understand like the basic, basic uh, setups here, mm-hmm. uh, and you need to have a little bit of comic literacy. I think I wouldn't give this to somebody as their first comic book, sure. uh, because it does rely a bit on understanding the comic form before you can really truly get the humor of it. Uh, you need a little bit of understanding of how characters are built and how mm. characters are used, right? Because right? like the Batrock, the Leaper, for example, if if you had no no history of reading comic books, you you might miss a lot of why he's funny because he's kind of a throwaway villain. Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean? Sure. So I I think this works better for somebody who has a little bit of comic book knowledge. And I think there are layers to the humor for different levels comic nerd too you know like somebody that knows a little bit more is gonna laugh at daredevil says that i don't know people say my costume looks good i guess it's fine right something that effect right you know there's so yeah but i think even if there was somebody that if this was their first comic i think they would still laugh just not quite as much as somebody that knew a little bit yeah i agree i think you're right i and it also it's a little on the light and cartoony side, so I would be a bit reticent to recommend this to somebody who's into very dark indie, sure. uh, brooding kind of things. I mean, if you're a Lemire fan, you know, or you're you're super into like Hickman's work or something, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You might not dig this, but uh, anybody that's into like the lighter, funnier stuff, if you can get down on like Adventure Time and sure, you know sure. Rick and Morty and things like that, you'll probably dig this too. Yeah, speaking of girls in their twenties, I would recommend this too, like all yeah, day. Definitely. Yeah. Well, uh, so you can check back with this uh, in the near future. We'll have more. You can click right here on this thing to subscribe if you haven't done that. That would be awesome. Otherwise. Uh, we've got a bunch of stuff coming up. We're going to talk about Joss Whedon's Astonishing X-Men. Uh, we're talking about Gail Simone's Clean Room. We've got Grant Morrison's Morrison stuff. Wonder Woman. Right, plus we're going to talk about Heavy Metal here sometime next Heavy month, Metal. right? Mm-hmm. We're going to do some comment commentary. Uh, there's always the things that are probably right here, right about now. If you haven't watched, well, you probably haven't seen this. You may have seen that, depending on how much you watch us. 
I. What'd you think? Did you read this? Have you read it? Hmm? Anything? Got nothing? Anything? Facebook, Twitter, podcast, YouTube.